Merry Christmas. This is Brent White. It's December 25th, 2017, and this is day 23 of my series of Advent podcasts. Well, hold on. Since it's Christmas Day, it's no longer Advent, um, but you know what I mean. This will be the last of the series. You're listening to the Brian Wilson song, Love and Mercy. It's a gorgeous song. It's not a Christmas song, although to me, for some reason, it sounds Christmassy. But uh, but it's not a Christmas song. But the sentiment uh, expressed in this beautiful song fits uh, the topic that I'm going to be discussing. Our scripture is Luke chapter two, verses ten and eleven, which I'll read now. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born in this day, in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. In Matthew chapter 2, the wise men uh, likely live in Babylon, in the Persian Gulf region, about 700 miles east of Bethlehem where Jesus was born. How did God get these men to travel such a great distance to find Jesus? If the star was a miraculous astronomical event, God created it out of nothing for the benefit of these stargazers. If it was a natural event, God designed the universe in such a way that at just the right moment in history, this natural astronomical event would appear in the night sky, get the attention of the Magi, and inspire them to travel those 700 miles to see the newborn king of the Jews. Just think, for the sake of saving a few lost, superstitious, idolatrous, pagan, polytheistic men, God literally moved heaven and earth to guide these men to salvation through Christ, like it was nothing at all. Isn't that amazing? God is amazing. Similarly, in Luke chapter 2, God does something equally powerful, equally amazing. You see, Micah chapter 5 verse 2 tells us that the Messiah must be born in Bethlehem. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. One small problem, the Messiah's mother Mary was going to be having her child very soon, and she's 80 miles north of Bethlehem in Nazareth. If you're God, how will you get her from point A to point B? You will put it in the mind of the most powerful ruler the world had ever seen to take a census of his empire, to require that everyone must return to their ancestral homeland, and voila, 
problem solved, crisis averted. The Messiah was born in Bethlehem, just as the Old Testament said he would be. Pastor John Piper points out that God doesn't do things efficiently. Whether it's moving heaven and earth for the sake of a few astrologers, or moving tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people around an empire like pieces on a chessboard, all for the sake of two seemingly insignificant people, Mary and Joseph, and getting them from Nazareth to Bethlehem so that prophecy can be fulfilled. As Piper says, it's almost like God is showing off the way he accomplishes things in the world sometimes. The point is, these spectacular miracles are not hard for God to accomplish. Likewise, it's not hard for the same God to make a paralytic walk or a blind man to see or a hemorrhaging woman to stop bleeding. It's not even hard for the same God to to bring someone back to life. That's simply not hard for God. But in this podcast, I want to talk about the one thing that is hard for God, the forgiveness of sins, the very reason Jesus came into the world. Now, what do I mean when I say that it was hard? Well, was it not hard when Jesus sweated drops of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane and prayed for his father, if possible, to take away this cup of God's wrath, a cup that Jesus would eventually drink down to the bitter dregs? Was it not hard when Christ endured the beatings, the mockings, the crown of thorns thrust on his head, the nails driven through his hands and feet? Was it not hard when, according to 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us on the cross, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God? Was it not hard when Jesus experienced the God-forsaken death, the suffering, the separation, from his father, the hell that we deserve to suffer on the cross. Was it not hard when he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is what forgiveness of sins cost God. God purchased our forgiveness with the shedding of his own blood. The only way forgiveness of sin is possible. And how does God have blood in the first place? How does he have a body that can bear the punishment for our sin? How does God become a perfect substitute for us human beings? How does God die in order to save us? By becoming human, which is what God the Son, the second person of the Trinity, does for us when he became incarnate out of a love that we can hardly comprehend. And that is the meaning of Christmas. This is what we're celebrating today. And maybe some of you are thinking, well, Pastor Brent, I think you've got the wrong holiday. You've mostly talked about Jesus dying on the cross, and today is Christmas, not Good Friday, not Easter Sunday. But brothers and sisters, you don't understand. The meaning of Christmas is Easter. Whoa.